You are listening to the JCN Clinic Podcast. The JCN Clinic Podcast is a place where nutritionalists Jessica Cox and Carissa Mason get real about nutrition and living a healthy life. They share with you their passion and their clinical knowledge for a fun, no BS approach to looking after yourself. Please enjoy today's episode and don't forget to subscribe and iTunes. Hi guys, welcome to another episode of the JCM Podcast Show. Welcome. I'm Jessica. I'm Carissa. And today's a very special episode. Very special. <laughs> <laughs> <Beauty>. <laughs> we have a guest we've been trying to get on the show for so long. So long. We finally have her. <laughs> the wonderful Shannon Stokes from Mums and Bubs and Natology. Do I say both? Yeah, <laughs> I guess yeah. we implied both. Yeah. Um, and we're really excited to have Shan with us because she specialises in everything to do with, well, everything, right? But specifically mum's health, baby's health, fertility, hormones, um, that whole yeah. Area that Carissa and I generally tend to, well, particularly with <laughs> mums and babies, we tend to be like, you should go see Shannon. <laughs> Love it. So, welcome, Shan. Thanks, guys. Very excited to be here. And we want to know a lot about everything that you have plugged into your head to share with our listeners. Ooh. But to start with, can you tell us about yourself, your background, and a little bit about mums and bubs? Yes. Um, so yeah, Shannon Stokes. Um, some of you probably don't know that I studied with Jess. Yeah. So we, many moons ago, we sort of had a love affair there and <laughs> worked together at Healthy Life for a while. Um, then Jess went off to do her clinic thing. Um, and I went off to do um, stuff at product development at Metagenics for a good couple of years. which was great then I did some travel went to London did the whole bar pub thing then came back um went back to metagenics in technical support got up the duff got up the duff (laughs) get up the duff or fall up the duff I don't know up the duff it it? happened yeah Yeah. um and yeah I had a pretty horrendous pregnancy um well two pregnancies actually um and from there I pretty much decided that I didn't want anybody else to feel the same as I did so that's where mums and bubs started um I have a four-year-old and a three-year-old Jack and Immy and yeah so that's basically my background and I work in Tenerife at another clinic called Notology um and yeah so when did you start mums and bubs in 2014. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So how many years ago was that? Four years? I know. It's like that, isn't it? Yeah. It's just like far out. Yeah. Yeah. So um, in regards to your background, um, I think you just kind of covered one of our next questions as oh. far as what you sort of took as an inspiration to start Mums and Bubs. So I'm guessing like just as you mentioned, is it more the pregnancy experiences that you had or had you always been interested in the background of fertility hormones and pregnancy? Mainly. Yeah, so hormones yeah. mainly was my big jam when I was working at um, in technical support. Um, always, I didn't yeah. realise that. Yeah, so that was yeah. where, you know, I was always fascinated by what made women tick, women in particular, um, men can... <laughs> no just jokes just jokes um but yeah and then I guess the pregnancy thing because my pregnancies were pretty am I allowed am I allowed to ask like when you say effed up like what so effed up like 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 in what way like just yeah so explain tell us your personal stuff (laughs) I feel like the world tested me to make me a better practitioner actually (laughs) great Um, positive spin so hyperemesis which basically landed me in hospital multiple times vomiting um, shitting my pants when I vomit. <laughs> I don't even know it's what that beautiful. is. What's, what's that? Like, it's, so it's when the hormones are so high, basically, mm. it, it tricks your body and it just makes you think that you're really sick all the time. Mm. You vomit, like you can't keep water down, can't keep food down. Oh my so, God. Like your worst hangover that just never ends. Yeah. For the whole pregnancy? Yeah. Oh, or the worst great. gastro you've ever had in your life. <laughs> oh my God. I know it's full on, right? Yeah. Oh, it's like awful. morning sickness to like the absolute extreme yeah. for the entire mm. pregnancy. Yeah. Yeah. So, which ended up, and I actually had to take some medication to stop it. And as a naturopath, I was like, I don't want to win a natural pregnancy. But now I tell all my clients, oh, God, just take it. Just do the things. Mm, just do whatever yeah. you got to do to get by. Um, then with 
post-Jack, I got postnatal anxiety, which mm-hmm. was pretty horrendous. Um, and again, as a naturopath, I was like, what's wrong with me? I should be able to fix this. Mm. Um, and it was pretty rough, so pretty horrible. Um, but I never, ever, ever want another mum to feel like that. So that's sort of where that passion lies. Mm. And it can be fixed. So Yeah. Mm. Yeah, and then Immy, Jesus, <laughs> <laughs> that was next level pregnancy. Um, so fell pregnant when I Jack was eleven months, and then Immy had the hyperemesis again. Then oh got God. gestational diabetes. Then got preeclampsia. Awesome, Patrick. So, <laughs> All of the above. Um, and I was practicing and, and treating people at that time, and I just looked like a beast. <laughs> I made pregnancy look really fucking hard. (laughs) Sorry. I looked like a beast. Were you, like, scared going into the second pregnancy? Like, the first one, obviously, experiencing all of that. Did you, like, going... Because, obviously, you had your kids pretty close together. Like, the getting pregnant again, was there thoughts going through your head of like oh my god this is what happened last time is this going to happen again yeah definitely that anxiety about the hyperemesis um Emmy was a surprise I wasn't expecting to fall pregnant uh so quick which you know it's some people that's hard to hear that it was so easy some people it's for me it was very much a bit of an anxiety that I was pregnant so quickly um and knowing what I went through I think that sort of started off as well yeah yeah and knowing what awesomeness was about to happen labor absolutely loved it i'd give labor give birth every single day yeah but being pregnant i would not do that again yeah. <laughs> <laughs> even i feel like that's it. a pretty big call hey? like yeah. you're like i'd give birth every day but every not day. doing the pregnancy part <laughs> not doing that. Yeah. I think that says a lot about how you felt. it does yeah. doesn't it <laughs> unfortunately pregnancy just doesn't go easy for some people yeah we've got a lot of clients like that and there's lots you can do mm. um and again i was trying to treat myself i mm. should have gone somewhere else and got someone else's help mm. yeah. rookie error as rookie. usual of the practitioner yeah. sphere that we yeah. all make let's all treat ourselves <laughs> like, i know i know what i'm doing yeah i'm, doing, I'm dying here <laughs> my own vomit so i know this is like a really broad question and um i'm just going to throw it out there anyway but the most common health concerns that you tend to treat with mums and bubs slash natology. Do you want me to just call yeah. it mums and bubs? I probably should have asked you this before but, we yeah, started. But, so natology yeah, is, is more of a broad spectrum yeah. <laughs> um, type of clientele and the mums and bubs is really focusing on that. So, yeah, yeah. it's both mums and bubs yeah. now. Yeah. Okay. Let's uh, go with mums and bubs. Right. <laughs> Honestly, um, the biggest thing I'm most passionate about would be postnatal nourishment. I just feel like the mum is just such mm. dry um, and then they're expected to look after this tiny little baby. With no sleep and yeah. nutrient deficiencies. And, and, you know, um, cuts out mm. their stomach full wounds or their, you know, vagina healing and then blood loss. And I just find that's probably my most, you know, I get so passionate about because the baby's going to be just fine if mum's fine. Mm-hmm. You know, and, da- you know, and dad's fine as well. Yeah, that's so true. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's so true too, isn't it? It's like there's this new little baby and the focus is there and I find it really interesting with through pregnancy like there's so much attention on the mother being pregnant and the baby Mm. like it's all about the mum and then the baby's there and then it's like oh everything's about the baby and people tend to forget about the mother yeah yeah. but I think too like we talk about this a lot too like I think people really and I know I've spoken about this in like workshops and stuff that I've done when we've just talked about hormones and we just brush on fertility and um you know pregnancy and postpartum nourishment and stuff is not my area but people ask me and I'm like I just think people need to understand how much a baby takes out of you yeah. even yeah. in a cruisy pregnancy mm-hmm. like nothing yeah. compared to what Shan went to but just even yeah. like a pretty healthy yeah. pregnancy and, and easygoing you know labor or birth yeah. or cesarean like That's it's still it. it's a huge thing on the body yeah so I true. usually tell clients that each pregnancy takes about two years worth of your own yeah, body's right. nutrition. Whilst on, you know, pathology tests they come up sort of semi-normal mm. to low end, the amount of nutrition and nourishment that that baby still And then breastfeeding. Like, let's, they're, yeah. still, they're still right. feeding off you. Yeah. <laughs> they're still taking what you've got. Like. And if you can't, you know, if you can't, that's a big thing as well. Mm. So usually it's because mum is so depleted and so stressed and so anxious that that just doesn't work for them. So. Mm. Uh, yeah. yeah, just constant sucking. <laughs> <laughs> a little, <beast>. a little <laughs> parasite. <laughs> 
when um, I swear I've mentioned this before on the podcast, but it just feels relevant again for like the absolute extreme not to freak everyone out. But when Damien's mum was pregnant with him, pretty much all of her teeth fell out. Holy shit. Yeah. So my I'm not ah, surprised. But, but she like dietary wise, mm. like absolutely was, yeah, not looking after mm. herself, like everything. Yeah. You could do right. And probably more like mm. not nourishing it. Not only not eating the right food, but pretty much just not eating. So yeah. like just oh, Damien yeah. obviously sucked everything out of her to the point yeah. that she started losing her teeth. My same thing happened to my grandma. Really? Yeah. Cause that like, and we just blame her for all of our teeth. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> we do. Like it's from my grandma. Like she obviously, but same thing. She was 24. So she'd obviously had a daughter, two twin boys. And yeah. then by the time I'm not sure, like the time frame as to when it happens, when it happens, but I'm fairly certain it was after my dad and Mark were during that same thing. Like just, She's had false teeth since she was 23 yeah. or something just for that reason. That Crazy, isn't it? I know, but that's just... I'm not surprised. I'm really yeah. not surprised. Like those minerals, like calcium, magnesium, iron, vitamin D, all of those, mm. that's what the baby wants. And yeah. it's just yeah. kind of taken from your teeth. It's <laughs> <laughs> got this little hand coming up to your throat. <laughs> mine is mine. mine. <laughs> it's in there feeding I mean, teeth. They're number someone. one, right? Like... <laughs> podcast about this and I'm like well babies essentially are like little yeah. parasites and they're just feeding off you which I actually hadn't put anything down in our questions about this but one of the things that I'm just gonna like go there is it per usual go but rogue. Uh, go rogue man <laughs> go rogue <laughs> um, one of the things that we see because we deal with gut health so much is when women fall pregnant oh, and yeah. if we're dealing with gut issues and particularly food intolerances and then they're pregnant and then they're able to start having things that they couldn't have previously because of the shift in their immune system. Yeah. So you must see that a lot yeah. too. Everyone who was constantly a uh, previously dairy free can now have dairy. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> no. No. But look, you know, it's, it's all about a balanced diet, but certainly having that preconception time before and mm. fixing up that gut. My gut now, I should have a baby. <laughs> <laughs> After yeah. my gut healing protocol, I should be fine. But, yeah, essentially, if they're not in a good space, they're going to be completely depleted and, and, yeah, it doesn't matter if they can all of a sudden have dairy or if they can all of a sudden eat, gl- eat gluten and be fine. It's still going to have that inflammatory impact on them. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's really common. And because we've talked about this before and I don't actually – I've asked a few people and we, I don't even actually think people know what the mechanism is, but – like even just with like say gluten or any sort of autoimmune stuff, when you fall pregnant, it's like the body just switches all that it off to protect to, yeah. the baby. Yeah. So yeah. I think that's too like it's not even some people are just like, oh, I can eat that now because I'm pregnant. Mm. It's like obviously there's so much inflammatory yeah. stuff that is down regulated. Yeah. Hey, in well, you're talking to- about T helper one, T helper mm. two dominance just sort of shifts, you know, protect yeah. that baby. Mm. Well, so, yeah, the baby is essentially like a parasite. It's a foreign body. Yeah, so the immune system it just has, has to, to switch and change. Yeah, so it doesn't. It, Attack it, you yeah, know, exactly. and see it as a foreign body. Yeah, I was going to say eject it. Eject it. Eject it. See ya. Just it out. Yeah, which, you know, is another thing with fertility that I see all the time mm. as well. So mm. when the body's just not ready and it, it just doesn't happen, yeah. unfortunately. It's yeah. Really sad. yeah, for sure. Well, that's, again, a segue into the next question. And look, I know, I again... I didn't see the questions. I didn't read <laughs> no, And this I is a broad one too, them. but I guess I'm just after some of the more, um, you know, everyday stuff that people are going to take from these questions. Yeah. But in regards to preconception care, mm-hmm. the most important things for women to consider nutritionally. So, I yeah. mean, again, I know that's a big question, but yeah. I'm sure there's some standouts. So you're like, okay, I need to make sure this and this and this is, an, yeah. is covered nutritionally. Yeah. So, look, coming to see a practitioner at least six months before you want to fall pregnant mm. is the best thing you can possibly do for your future self and for your baby as well. So even mum and dad, usually I get both of them in my small little room. <laughs> we sit there and we go through health and diet. But the most thing, like, just get your bloods done, check your iron, check your zinc, check your vitamin. D just get get those levels let's not start on a on the suboptimal yeah yeah suboptimal magnesium all the things that are going to be deplete I was gonna say a really awful word there depleted (laughs) via being pregnant are the things that you need to make sure Mm. up there and like the you know bees and things yes you do need those and make sure they're activated is a big thing um, you know, folic acid absolutely is essential or folinic acid, mm. which is probably another segue and a whole other day topic. Mm, yeah, exactly. Um, 
but really the minerals that the babies are going to take, the baby is going to take are mm-hmm. really essential. So let's say zinc, iron, magnesium, calcium, um, folic acid or folinic acid, um, and then really good gut health is yeah. really important. And do you tend to do that via supplementation or we um, look at the dietary side of things yeah. or a combination of the two? Yeah. If, if we're looking at a very you know, generally healthy person who has yep. looked after themselves, does, you know, moderate exercise, partner doesn't drink a truckload or smoke. Yep. <laughs> generally they can, if they take a good prenatal, um, a good fish oil and a good probiotic, you're winning. Yeah. You know, if you're generally healthy, mm. um, sometimes I do a mineral-based supplement, like a mineral powder, mm-hmm. um, just to build those up, you know, especially second-time pregnancy. I yeah, do right. always go with the minerals. Um, because I know that they're already coming from a depleted place. Yeah, yeah. Um, but a good a good uh, prenatal um, practitioner strength, hopefully. Yeah, yeah. Um, not an over-the-counter. Again, that's a whole other day's topic um, mm-hmm. as to why that's really important. Um, probiotics and uh, sometimes vitamin D if that's low. Um, and what was the other one? Fish oil? Yeah. Did I yeah. say that? Yeah. yeah. So you did. <laughs> yeah. Good fats. Yeah. yeah. And the rest is all food. Yeah, right. Yeah. And do you – hang on, what was it? There was a question I just had that just randomly popped into my head. Yeah, do you um, do you think that there is a good time frame between having baby number one and baby mm. number two? I know this <laughs> is really loaded, right, because I feel like there's a lot of pressure on women. There's a lot of pressure on women in general, right? But, you know, when are you going to have ba- – when are you have a baby? And then you have the baby and it's like, when's number two? And then it's like, oh, it's like let's have them close together so they're friends and – it's like so the, the mum's just like just recovered mom. and then like if you can call it even recovered and then that, there's a the pressure of number two. And I kind of just wonder about like is there an ideal time frame? Yeah. Like there may not be but I'm just, I don't know, I'm curious Such about it. Such a good it. question. Such a good yeah. question. I love it. Look, you know, obviously mine were close together and that's wonderful. They're great now but that destroyed me. Like mm. if you can have a look mm. at between my first pregnancy and second pregnancy, that was really tough. Look, you survive. You really do, mm. but you certainly don't mm. thrive. Thrive, yeah. It's yeah. tacky to say, but yeah, you know. Yeah, well, um, I, most doctors actually say two years. Between. Yeah, right. Um, I would say if mum nourishes herself completely and wholly and, and copes really well with that postnatal period and gets some sleep and has a good baby, God, yeah, go for it. Go yeah. on 12-month mark. Go for it. Yeah. Um, there's nothing's going to happen, absolutely. Mm. Um, but if mum's really struggling and mum's got anxiety and mum's got depression and mum's exhausted mm. and mum's, you know, not got a good gut and everything's sort mm. of out of whack, I would say wait for that two-year mark if you yeah. can. Just to get that body back, um, you mm. need to nourish yourself. Otherwise, it's just going to happen again. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, not, not to scare anyone. But. No, but it's, it's such a good point. Like my sister and I are we're thirteen months apart, so mum and dad mm. didn't waste much time there. Yeah, thirteen months. Thirteen apart. months. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and wow. mum, I don't know when mum was having. Like I just, I don't like. I'm sure the same thing. I'm sure she survived. Yeah. But I know, like I just remember them talking about stuff from when we were younger. And my sister and I were thirteen months apart but mum was studying at the same time that's amazing she's a she's a superwoman but yeah. like probably just does what every other mum does right just mm. does it because you have to because you're paying off a house and yeah she was yeah, nursing and studying I'm sure she had a bit of a break in there and stuff but I just remember I'm just going how the hell did you do that and my brother was four years later but yeah I'm just smart. That, that's smart <laughs> <laughs> Look, they come yeah. when they want to come they yeah. really do um and mm. a lot of people are so keen to get back into it yeah but mm. you've got to think your coping mechanisms are going to be severely depleted if you yeah. don't so quickly. Yeah, and we can help that. We can support that, can't we? Yeah, we, yeah that's what we do. That's what we do. Yeah, far out. Yeah. I just like, <laughs> like Yeah. But your oh. vagina only just healed. I know, right? <laughs> it's like, oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, I just see a lot of it from a pressure point of view. And, like, yeah. I get yeah. that, like, there's also, yeah, just everyone's different and they want to do what they want to do. But there yeah. seems to be a lot of pressure out there, these, like, set time frames mm. of, like, should be done here and here yeah. and here. Mm. Look, mm. ideally for your body's sake, if you're concerned, I'd say two years is yeah. a really good mark to yeah. start trying again. Yeah, cool. Yeah, that's good to know. Cool. So moving on to actual pregnancy itself, mm-hmm. I think this is a really interesting one in regards to eating amounts during pregnancy because there's that whole balance <laughs> – well, I don't know, I'm just saying it's fallacy, but there's an old wives' tale, whatever you want to call eat it, for of two. eat for two. So eat what are your much. thoughts 
on like your requirements yeah. of food through pregnancy. And, I mean, do you think there's, um, I mean, I know there's sort of thoughts that I have about it, but like from a point of view of even first trimester to second to third and yeah. how much is required and yeah. so forth. And I'm not like, you know, how much calorie-wise, blah, 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 but yeah, yeah, just generally what do you tend to see? Look, eating for two is actually a name of my ebook. <laughs> can throw that in there. But look, this is something I'm really, really passionate about as well. Just making sure mums aren't skipping things, aren't you know pulling back on the carbs, aren't worried about fat loss, aren't worried too much. It's all about eating a balanced diet. They've really got to get the carbs for the B vitamins. They've really got to get those veggies. They've got to get those fats. My God, they need the fats. Mm. So realistically, if you're eating a good diet now, it shouldn't change too much. Mm apart from mm. in the snacks perhaps like I would probably up an extra snack mm. um, or an extra little bit with you know calories in terms of you know I always say a smoothie is a really good option mm. they can add some avocado they can add some almond milk some fruit is another sort of additional on top of what you normally eat mm. so that minimum of that palm size portion of your protein so minimum of that then you've got your veggies so three big handfuls of veggies and you've got a good you know half half cup of fat in mm. half cup half like an avocado of mm -hmm. fats with each meal so yeah, if they're eating right. that really that's that's more than enough so know? essentially it's that macro balanced plate approach still throughout Beautiful. the pregnancy yeah. but if there's any extra demands yeah. it's more about upping the snacks or more taking maybe the snack to be more um, nutrient dense. Yeah, more nutrient yeah. dense. Thank mm -hmm. you. That's what I'm thinking yes. about. So from going from like maybe having just a handful of almonds or a piece of yeah. fruit to actually going, no, let's put this into a, an actual smoothie and put yeah. more nutrition into it. A little bit extra it. fat in there, a little bit extra protein, yeah, whether it's sense. collagen. Collagen is a big favourite of mine through yep. pregnancy um, just to up that protein. Mm. You know, sometimes you just can't eat as much. Mm. And look, don't get me wrong, first trimester – that can go out the door. Vital that can mode. stuff itself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've done the snacks and <laughs> food sticks. <laughs> so I get it, you know, and a lot of people can't take their multis and that sort of thing, but, you know, I get it. But, you know, where possible, eat everything. Don't cut the grains and the carbs, for God's mm. sake. Yeah. Don't worry about your weight. If you eat a balanced, nourished mm. meal, you'll be fine. Mm. I think we see that with clients when they do fall pregnant. Like we definitely, I mean, when clients that we're working on particularly with their gut, and then they fall pregnant, we're often like, God damn it, because we have to, like, <laughs> change things up. But I know for over the years yeah. of working with clients through pregnancy, like, if they've got a really good macronutrient-balanced diet, like, there isn't any major crazy swings for yeah. needs for extra this or that. Like, there's yeah. the extra, as you said, like, um, nutritionally dense snacks that are required, yeah. but it's not like suddenly, like, they need to be eating yeah. double the amount no, of, like, no. everything. And I think that comes from probably more of an old school approach of, like, people, like, we're talking about, like, Damien's mum and your grandma mm -hmm. and so forth, but there was an understanding of nutrition. So they weren't eating well, so their bodies are, like, craving so That's much more. The point. And the it's cravings. Your body will tell you yeah. what you're deficient in. Your mm. body will tell you what you need. Yeah. 100%. For sure. And what about that, like, again, the first trimester, which for you was more than, the, like, the first trimester, but I think that's something that we also get hit up about with clients when they fall pregnancy because, obviously, they're dealing, most women, with a level of nausea. And there's a lot of pressure, I think. They're, they're just like, oh, my God, I'm pregnant. I need to nourish this new pregnancy. Mm, yeah. And they're, like, feeling really bad about the fact that all they want to eat is, like, hot chips or carbs yeah, just to keep settle their stomach yeah, god go for it that's yeah, what i say to my clients i'm like it's survival mode for it this is. first 13 weeks it and just safe food it yeah. wants mm. things that aren't gonna make them upset and mm. you know my i felt terrible i'm like i'm a naturopath and i'm eating little snacks what is my life <laughs> <laughs> what is my life <laughs> under the desk i remember having like my little snack and i'd peel it back so no one could see me <laughs> then i have this like white bread cracker and just be like this is the best thing ever <laughs> <laughs> but look, yeah, everyone gets stressed about it, but yeah. you will survive. And that's when preconception mm. care yes, becomes the true. biggest part. So yeah. you're seeing these two that I'm sitting in front of here, you know, six months before you want to fall pregnant, that's the best thing you can do. You're going to mm. have all that folic acid. You're going to have all that stuff. Yeah. Mm. And then if you are like one of those people that are that sick for the first, you know, 10 to yeah. 14 weeks, you've done six months of groundwork. Right. So just yeah. then you can not stress about the mm. fact that if you're living on maybe some hot chips and 
you know, right, right. And even remember, Jess came in one time when she was pregnant. She, um, all she wanted is she went to a carvery and got some dry oh, roast pork right. and some and some potatoes. <laughs> and like she was apologising. We're like, we don't care that I stole a piece of her pork. <laughs> sorry, she was. She was all bit like, like, like a in this, yeah, in a styrofoam container. And yeah. she was like, I'm really sorry, guys. I know what she means. And we're like, Jess, who cares? Yeah. Like, you're out of the house. Yeah, don't you? yeah. <laughs> Actually, I think it's really important that people hear us talk about this because obviously, like, yeah, so yeah, like to hear from nutritionists and naturopaths and the whole, you know, yeah. the people who specialise with health that like it is okay yeah. in that period because there is a lot of pressure. Yeah, there is. It's just, just go for it. Look, you can hide it or you can be real about it. Yeah. yeah. I remember someone saying they sit in the car and eat Subway bread, like just pick out it and, you know, feel ashamed of this. I was like, don't worry about it. Just, yeah. we know it's shit, but God, yeah, just yeah. get through it. Get through it, head down, bum up. Bum down, head up. No, right <laughs> <laughs> we talking about baby making. Or? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I had to go there. Uh, no. <laughs> Very true. Yeah. Oh, oh dear. dear. All right. This is one another one that I think is really interesting, and I. Again, I don't know. I sort of judge it on clients and maybe their own temperament. But when women are pregnant, there's obviously certain foods that they should be avoiding. But I think that this has become a bit, uh, you know, a little bit loaded area too. Yeah. And also I would say there's a lot of pressure and judgment around this area. But, yeah. I, I just thought, yeah. that, like, on another topic as well, just to give our little Jess a plug as well, she did a really good podcast on nourishing through pregnancy yes. as well. Oh, and just awesome. to take all the pressure off mums, like, it's just kind of like we've gone, hey, from this time where, like, I know when my mum was pregnant, like, I've talked to her about this, and she's like, I ate prawns, I ate cheese, mm, like, yeah. all this stuff. And she's like, and <laughs> she laughs, she's like, all your kids turned out fine. Dad just scoffs. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, like. Yeah. We survived, do you know what I mean? And then it was interesting watching Jess go through her pregnancy. Like, obviously, I've watched a lot of girlfriends go through mm-hmm. it, and they're pretty relaxed as well. Yeah. Um, but just even watching Jess, so as a practitioner that has our knowledge base and everything like that, like, she was just so much more relaxed about... Mm, she pretty much ate everything. She pretty much ate everything. <laughs> yeah. And she did a really good podcast with... Um, remember who she does her the nourished rap yeah um but that she talked about that just taking the pressure off like yeah. do you feel like the same yeah. i do definitely look there's so much information out there like don't eat your, your cheeses and all that sort of thing but god just don't eat the soft cheese go you mm. know some people can absolutely but as you know duty of care i can say look just don't mm. eat the soft cheeses i know that they're all pasteurized in australia but you know if you've got a french one that slipped in the you know beautiful French. Mm. <laughs> it's been a while since my last cheese. Um, yeah, look, just don't eat the soft ones. Just go for the hard cheeses and don't have things that are sitting around for too long. And just make sure you reheat stuff. Yeah. Don't be too fancy and don't be too precious about mm. it. Um, if you eat prawns, geez, go for it. Just mm. make sure they're you know you're mm. not having it every single day. I just think um, there's, yeah, there's a lot of fear and it's to the point that, yeah. yeah, women will just be like, oh, the only safe thing I can eat is hot chips. So instead of like, yeah, if yeah. they're out and about, just going to a place where it's like a fresh like turnover, like veggies and yeah. salads and so forth. It's just, I, I feel like it's like, I can't touch any of that. So the yeah. only thing I can have yeah. is hot chips. And I made, I batch cooked up my veggies for the week um, Sunday night, but now it's Tuesday and I, and I can't, can't touch it. And they're yeah. being, do you know what I mean? Like I'm. Just, I, I understand. Microwave I, kills everything. Including <laughs> the nutrients. But yeah. Yeah, it's, it's. And because of the the government guidelines. As yeah, such, I like know. The NHMRC, they're like, know this, know that. Yeah. And I get it, like I yeah. do, but Jesus, just, just relax, mm. just think about it. Don't, you know, eat something off the floor or. <laughs> like we would normally. Yeah. But I had someone the other day, like one of my other um, clients, she, like, and this is where I think, like, I, I get that people are concerned and they want to ask these questions, but I think this is where either the world of social media and the government guidelines yep. have just put mm. so much pressure yeah. on women and fear into women that, you know, mm. you, the, the stress of that is actually worse. But she was asking about eating tinned fish. And it was right. like as an only snack, it was the one thing she was craving. Was it mercury or something. Or an aluminium because it sits in an aluminium. Ow. Yeah, and I was just like, mate, just have your tinned fish. She's like, all I want to eat is mm. rice cakes with avocado and tinned fish and salt. I'm like, eat it. Mm. There's it's nothing. Good. I'm yeah. like, I, I'm like a cat. I'm sure if they tested my <laughs> aluminium and mercury levels, I'd probably be freaking radioactive. But you know, like, yeah. but just like, there's that. Yeah. Oh, it's just gone a little bit cray cray. 
Yeah, yeah, for sure. And it is hard because there are there are certain things that we've got to be careful of, yeah. and we do have a duty of care as practitioners yeah. to just make sure people are aware of like the you know the really full on stuff. Yeah. But I do feel like there's a lot of fear around it to the point yeah. that, that women are just like, oh, my God, I can't yeah. eat anything. Look, yeah. I think one thing I did steer clear was deli meats and things yeah. like deli. And, but, look, should we be eating that much deli meat anyway? I know, I right? Know. Yeah. yeah. Unless it's, like, proper prosciutto. Yeah, <laughs> like the ones from Aldi that you got me on. I know, the same Danielle. Pork and salt, yes. <laughs> pork and salt. <laughs> yeah. I, look, yeah, that would be another thing I'd say. Look, just mm. ease up on that. Or if you're going to have it, just put it in the toasted toaster yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. yeah, for sure, for yeah. sure. Cool. So I wanted to move on to the kitties. A wee one. Christmas is my favourite. Bring topic. them all. <laughs> into me. I yeah. love them. I I'm just gonna them. sit back and numb. <laughs> Twiddle my thumbs. Twiddle my thumbs. <laughs> Bring them to me. I love them. They're so cute. <laughs> so this was one. Even Shani and I were having a quick talk yesterday about today and. I was like saying, you know, I want to ask about this and that. And I was saying how like when we talk about topics to us, we're like, oh, I didn't even realize people would want to know about that because to us it's so mm. obvious. Mm. But there was some things that she was saying to me when I asked her about gut health for kids. I was like, I had no idea about that. So um, one of the things I wanted to talk about was um, like underlying causes for um, like babies and to- I know there's like babies and then toddlers and then kids, but generally maybe those younger age for gut issues and and the signs to look out for because for Mm. us when we treat um like everyday grown-ups like we've got Mm. our signs and symptoms we look for and i'm sure there's a crossover but there's probably different things with babies and little kids yeah little darlings if they can't speak they they just wail (laughs) but they they're so nice about it there are some obvious signs and this is where it gets incredibly anxiety provoking for mum because Mm. all of a sudden they're like shit i think it's dairy oh i think they're you know Mm. i don't know what's going on and then the doctor would say right get off dairy get off soy get off egg Mm. and then all of a sudden mum's you know panicking and stressed out and absolutely that sometimes has to happen but the typical early signs are when babies really uncomfortable they're arching their back they've got a really hard to touch tummy so when babies come in I always have a bit of a squeeze of their tummy I get mums to send me photos of their baby's poo Oh, my favorite pastime just don't open it when you're eating um you know because everyone's like is this normal but you know a breastfed baby versus a bottle fed baby looks so different there might be mucus in the stools there might be blood and even if they just want to show me um then I can say look go straight to your pediatrician Mm. go straight to your doctor that you know something needs to be checked checked on that um Baby might arch their back quite a bit. That's a good sign of colic or that really high-pitched squeal that they do. That could be a sign of colic. Um, And you do not have to endure that. You know, that's not – back in the day it was like, oh, I've just got a colicky baby. Mm. There are things you can do naturally. Yeah, there's like infant's friend and all that sort of stuff with the chemist. But naturally there is a big impact that mum's diet may be playing on it or their formula may be playing on it. With colic. yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Quite often, you know dairy can come into play or you know you change one thing if you're getting confused or bombarded by the gp or pediatrician gosh just just come and see me and we can have a chat about and i can ease your mind a little bit Mm -hmm. or we usually cross refer quite a bit especially if there's blood and mucus yeah right yeah yeah so i didn't know that about the arching back no i mean the lost channel was talking about that yesterday i was like yep no idea no yeah yeah telltale sign they usually yeah they pull back and they're uncomfortable mm. and they're lifting up like you're trying to hold them and they're just like yeah, right. clinging back why is like, that is it like it's pressure the reflux in and the burning yeah. feeling that they're getting from their tummy and it's obviously yeah. hard they get hard distended tummies wow. as well and there's a difference you were talking about the cry like is yeah it? it's high-pitched really when it's, when it's really colicky it gets this kind of squeal really as well yeah mm, i nice. didn't have colicky babies <laughs> you lucky. didn't no, no luckily but Jesus help me if I did. We've got a good friend of ours that's got a colicky baby, which I'm pretty sure it's dairy. They're trying to play around with that. But, yeah, it's been a nightmare, like, as far as I'm getting sleep through the night. Breaks my heart. And that's when that anxiety, like, we need to do so much for mums to help so then she can actually feel like she can help with the baby. Yeah, that must be hard too, like, as a mum when your baby's in distress like just like well what can i do like uh, yeah i can't even imagine breastfeeding they're like oh it must be my breast Mm. they're not feeding they're not you know yeah sometimes it's just a small little twitch Mm. because babies are born with full-blown leaky gut remember like they're true virgin true gut so there is lots you can do to help 
with that when they're little tiny mm. tops. And how long does it take to let their actual gut is um, fully sealed? You say yes. two years. Or grown, <laughs> yeah. I was going to say. Well, usually by about two. Yeah. So up until they've got full-blown leaky gut. At, you know, if you breastfed and you're vaginal, vaginal birthed, <laughs> you know, that does help because they're yeah. getting some of that bacteria. But they will get you know, lots from, from foods and things when that's introduced. But mm-hmm. they're going to have full-blown leaky gut for about two years mm. until that's all fixed up. And if someone does C-section birth, would you yeah. encourage always probiotics of sorts yeah, there? So or what would you? I know like that people are doing swabbing and, now, which yeah. is kind of cool. Yeah, there's lots of different things and new advancements there. But, um, look, probiotics from birth, yeah, absolutely. And you don't mm. have to do the same strain. Look, mix it up. Mm. It doesn't have to be mm. every day. But just give them a little bit here and there. Put a bit either in their bottle or in their, on your nipple. Let them... Suck it off. Yeah. Um, More yeah. of a broad spectrum or yeah, what I'm, would you? I'm never, I know, I probably shouldn't say that, <laughs> working that? where I worked in the in the past, oh, yeah. it was all about strain specific and yeah. species was really important and that is, that is true, but also giving them the same strain. You're only getting two parts yeah, of the yeah. story. You're not getting the whole lot. Um, mm. that's yeah. what I like that's the way I think about it because they're so like yeah. raw because I haven't had that exposure mm, yeah. so you're kind of wanting to get in as much yeah. as possible yeah. like in that sort of initial hit like whereas mm. I see that strain specific thing would mm. be more about treating, treating a more specific of an condition. ailment yeah Kirst yeah. was texting me the other day asking because she went because I was c-section and yeah. we did broad spectrum then and she was like oh what's the name of that again the pediatrician has recommended this and sent me a picture of like a um, single strain by Gaia single oh, strain yeah. which yeah. Um, and I'm like look that'd be cool if there was certain um, specific do that, um, conditions every other day, you know, do yeah, yeah but like at the moment yeah. I'd say you'd be better off with like doing the um, you know broad spectrum approach and correct yeah yeah some LDG is a big one because there's you know good research on that yeah and then just do a little bit LGD one day then the rest do that multi-strain and then do yeah kind of mix it up yeah this is all just like random things popping yeah, in my head but I was thinking this with curse too because like um we think keep calling him Zoe um Zach's only like a week old and she was asking me this stuff, and I was like, "Would it be too late if she did the vaginal swab? Like, gonna, how is that what you're going to ask?" Well, no, because I, well, I was, well, my thing was like, we, we should talk about that because I had a really awesome chat with my cousin about yeah. she's a midwife about um, vaginal seeding, the C-section, yeah. and she actually pushes it when as a midwife in her hospital, like yeah. Yeah, yeah. So she will actually give the mum a, a gauze if that's if she's going in for a C-section. Yeah. So she yeah. works at Logan Hospital, so it's not this is not a private practice thing anymore, like. Mm-hmm. She'll She'll give her, um, like, mum a gauze to just kind of whack up there but, and mm-hmm. lets it soak up, like, all the vaginal mucus and stuff and then just puts it in a sterile bag and the minute that baby is handed back to the mum, she gives the yeah. mum the gauze and just puts a towel up and lets the mum just wipe it all over her face. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I feel like at the time of birth would be the body's perfect time, mm. like a natural time for it to be perfect. Mm, it you makes know, sense. You know, it's got all, mm. like, the, <laughs> <laughs> the placenta bits and bobs and yeah, the fragments and that sort of thing. I feel like that's design that would be a perfect time now you know there's going to be some bleeding potentially i don't mm. know if it would be yeah that makes sense yeah as mm. correct mm. i don't know i was kind of like damn why didn't i like think of saying something earlier? yeah but gosh it doesn't matter it doesn't matter <laughs> yeah all these things like placenta capsules do you don't you yeah true do you like keep it and cook it up at home mm. stew <laughs> placenta stew <laughs> yeah look there's there's lots of people that do do it and it's you know, an incredible thing to do. Yeah. Um, I didn't only because I was just dealing with my own life and just trying to survive. <laughs> but I, if I had done that again, I would absolutely get my placenta. So you can do it. Like you yeah. have the right to do it. Jess kept yeah. her placenta. Did she? Yeah. yeah. It's really cool. popular. Yeah. She's, um, I can't remember if she's going to eat it or she's getting it made up into capsules to take it. I think so she's cool. going to take done up into capsules. It's a beautiful thing. And, yeah. and so many mums I've pate. seen have said that they <laughs> Placenta <so> pate. <laughs> I fucking dare you. <laughs> I would. I know you would. Jess, when you listen, give me a placenta. Me a, well, t- my sick sister. So she, every time she's got a thing about placentas and rubbing it on your skin because it's so good for your skin in terms of nourishment. So she's got a joke with all her friends that have had babies. The minute she finds out someone's pregnant, she's like, I want the placenta. (laughs) 
She's so all of her friends think she's like this crazy person. She's like, best thing you can do for your skin, better than freaking yeah, Botox. Even that, that cheese stuff that they're born in. I forget what that's called now. What? It's not the meconium. No, that's no. This um, cheese with, stuff that they're born in. Like with the, got the white stuff. If oh. they're quite early, sometimes when they're late, they don't have as much of it. If they're early, they've got all this like white stuff on them. Really? That's meant to be amazing. Don't wash your baby straight away. Mm. Yeah, okay. Keep that yeah. on. Let them just fester in it. I watched mm. a um thing on um on um I tagged actually tagged Jess in it because it was really cool. It was a C section. It was actually on Instagram. I'm surprised the video didn't get shot. But um it was actually a baby that gets cut out as a C section. They just have the sack on the table oh, and they cut the sack and pull the baby out of the sack. It was wow. really cool because it makes you realise, yeah, it is like it's this whole thing that's just grown inside these like sack really like this yeah. balloon wow. thing and they cut it it's like when you see animals get yeah, born yeah. and the sack comes out with them like obviously I loved how amazed you girls are yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like when you see animals like I've seen so many calves get born and yeah, stuff same. you know yeah and so it's it's exactly like yeah. that and but this baby they had it on a table and the placenta was still attached to the mother obviously but they yeah. just had cut the sack and pulled the a father had filmed it he's on um Oh, he's one of someone that I follow on social yeah. media. He's a doctor of some sort. Yeah. But he filmed the birth or the C-section of his baby, and just Beautiful. it was so cool. Oh. I tagged Jess. And I'm like, how cool is this? <laughs> <laughs> Bloody awesome. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, I think the only other thing, how we're we going time wise, that I wanted to talk about was we sort of talked about kids and the gut stuff. Mm-hmm. Um. But the last thing, I have a question. Oh, yeah. I have a question that I get asked a lot, and I'll just, I'm just obviously Jess and I have spoken about this a little bit, but again, not our area. In terms of supplementing with kids mm. and stuff like that, like, are you? I'm hoping, I'm hoping that we're right with this. This one's just going to ask and get your back up, and I get asked. <laughs> Tell me that I'm right. <laughs> Just tell us that we're right, otherwise there's going to be a lot of dumb, pissed off people. No. Um, but in terms of giving kids things like collagen, protein powder, and all and all mm, of good that, question. yeah, because I get asked this a lot: is protein powder okay for kids? Is collagen yeah. powder? And I just say yes because they're little humans. But you just mm. depending on the age, I just bring the dose right down. If they need it, yeah, you've, you've got to assess that child yeah. individually. If they need it, if they're not feeding, if they're yeah, you know fussy kids, really that aren't, yeah. yeah, anywhere from you know six to eight months, I would mm. say that's fine to introduce. Mm. Okay, very small that. amount. Yeah, cool. But um, before that, until they've had foods, I think it's really, you know, they've, they've got to come in and be assessed if they actually yeah. do need it. Yeah. Why? What's going on? Yeah. With but that. for like kids that are like two, three, four. Oh yeah, like, yeah, yeah. On food, yeah. yeah on food. Yeah. yeah when they're on, on food, so when yeah. they usually start anywhere from four months to six months. I try to push it out to mm. about six months or mm. five to six months. Got a book on that too, guys. <laughs> <laughs> But, yeah, look, if they really need it, they need to be assessed by a practitioner Mm. to know. But, you know, things like collagen can absolutely be added to food. Mm. Like people give give kids gummies. Yeah, that's, yeah. yeah. Um, If they're really sick all the time, you might think Mm. about some immunoglobulins or, you know, some Mm. stuff like that. Yeah, I think we – probiotics. Yeah. We do get – I get asked this even in the BOD forum a lot because there's so many, like, mums there Mm, and they're always like – if I make the smoothie, can my kid have some of my smoothie? Like, and usually they're talking like toddler sort of age, mm, like, you know, yeah. I'm making my smoothie, it's got protein powder in it, can my kid have some? Yeah. I'm making the protein balls and they've got protein powder in it, you know, those sorts of things. Mm. Yeah, well, when you think about you making up a batch of protein balls, mm. there's really not, you know, exactly. there's a little bit. And if they're enjoying it, if they're having it every single day, then yeah. I would question, you know, how their poos are. Are they getting a bit constipated? Like, mm-hmm. how's their body responding? Yeah. But look, a little bit. Don't make them up a protein smoothie for them. Mm. Let them have a little bit exactly. or make a separate one that doesn't have that protein yeah. powder in there. Yeah. Um, but a little bit of pea protein isolating a little bit of protein ball would not be a problem in my eyes from, yeah. from two on, I'd say. Yeah. But cool. If they're having it every day, I'd be a bit mm. concerned about their like kidneys and would mm. you like they yeah if they weren't every, going over the top I, I think, think it depends on how much too. and how yeah. much because I've got like I think my question usually comes from mums whose kids were like I'm more treating the mum but then the, the kids are obviously a, a genetic blueprint of their parents and yeah. their, their gut issues are usually worse and they've got fussy eating and stuff and they're like yeah. look just what are some of the basic things like she's she he or she's not eating any protein picket her veggies oh, with them, definitely. and I'm just like look like I'm sure a little bit here like that's what I say I'm like just they're little humans and they need yeah. it but just obviously look at the guidelines for whatever protein powder you're using collagen 
Yeah. Yeah. But a big thing that this may help a lot of people that I use with my clients, I'm just giving you all my tips, gosh, <laughs> um, is remembering that palm size portion. Kids don't need that much. Exactly. Yeah. Look at their tiny little hands. They only need their little palm size yeah, portion. True, of protein. So true. They don't need a gigantic bowl of spaghetti bolognese. They just yeah. need mm. their amount with, you know, lot you know, veggies and mm. all that sort of thing. Yeah. Good point. Yeah. yeah like yeah. Exactly. you know how we get so stressed about how much they're eating? Mm. Their tummies are tiny. Yeah, so true. Well, the last question I had, which sort of feeds into your books that you were just mess- oh, <laughs> mentioning, was the fussy eaters. Mm. Um, but again, I think it'll feel like it's a bit of a can of worms and maybe something for another time to get you back. Yep. Just ideas for kids in general being fussy eaters yep. because, man, I'm sure there's like a whole load of things that you've so got as ideas. Yep. Um, is there any like standout, like one or two things yep. though? Be, um, my biggest one would be set an example so if you want your kids to eat good food you eat that good food so you sit down with them and have it even if it's this tiny little portion and you're going to eat dinner later sit down with them talk about the food you know talk about where it came from just sit down and be present Mm. stop making it about you've got to finish this stop shaming them into eating their goddamn food stop saying (laughs) if you don't eat your dinner i'm taking this away that's that's not how we roll that's not cool um that's creating issues in the past about food um set an example just sit there and go oh i'm having broccoli look how funny it is can you touch the you know if they're really fussy they they will eat it they will eventually eat it um, oh, I'm so passionate about that. That's such a good advice. Yeah, yeah, it is. But um, really just eat it with them, enjoy it, touch it, and keep offering it. Even if they keep throwing it at the floor, just buy cheaper. <laughs> <laughs> and they do. They are Can't wait to have kids. <laughs> they will throw it. Like you'll, make, you'll put your heart and soul and, and money and everything into this meal, and they'll look at you and go, yuck. And you just want to oh, just yeah, lose your shit and throw it <laughs> We've even talked about people criticising our food, let alone kids. We can't handle it. Oh, they do. And it sometimes it breaks you. Like I see a lot of mums and they're broken. They're just like, my kid won't eat. It's like, well, you just be firm. This is what we get. There's nothing else to eat after. My kids get a carrot if they don't eat their dinner and that's it. They know that's the rules. It's If they don't eat, they get a carrot. So mm-hmm. they can see very well in the tub. <laughs> but just don't have emotion with it. Like, please just stop mm. shaming them into eating and stop, you know, threatening them to eat or f- making them finish their meal. They will self-regulate. And if they're annoying little shits and then ask later mm. for more food, you say, no, dinner wasn't eaten. That's all we have. Mm. We wait till the next snack. We wait that's till what my parents God, used to do. That's like, amazing. Calm. Yeah, well, we used to sit at a table and eat. Mum, and there was no – this is something I find as well, which I find really interesting. We weren't growing up being telling our parents what we wanted to eat. Mm. It was yeah. – mum and dad cooked the meals, put them on the table. We sat down as a family and had dinner, but it wasn't uh, – I've seen, like, so many girlfriends and friends and even clients and stuff where the mums are cooking three different meals because mm. the kids are dictating what they want to no. eat for dinner. <laughs> no, and I was just like, wow, because when we were – kids it was literally like if it was a roast and veggies that yeah. was there and it was just like you can sit at the table until your dinner's finished if you don't want to eat it there's nothing else you, you go get just, what you get and you yeah. don't get upset yeah, yeah. <laughs> or you do you whatever but yeah. look i can see it like sometimes mm. i'm like oh jack's not gonna like jess gave me some sago pudding i'm like well oh, the texture jack probably mm. won't like that mm. but i'll certainly show it to him i'll certainly say oh look at this this is made mm. from jess and she's put some banana in there and this and explain what's in there and if he doesn't eat it i'll just say that's okay maybe we could try another time mm. look i've lost my shit a few times <laughs> don't get me wrong and it's <laughs> hard not to take it personally but um yeah you just you've got to be calm you mm. just and then under your breath you can do all the swear words and throw in c-bombs if you need to, to yourself better, but just, oh, that'd be just me. be calm 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 and, and they I, really I just love that because I'm so passionate about like and I think we see this so much mm. with working with particularly women with gut stuff yeah. and the whole plethora of that that all the emotion involved with food mm, adult and babies it, too exactly and it, <laughs> but it all comes back to our relationship we have with food from when we were kids mm. and I, I strongly believe like our reward systems around foods or our punishment yeah. around food so we you know we associate food with like oh I've done really well so I deserve this yes. or I haven't done the Get right thing so you know and it's and I think a lot of us grew up like that where mm. there was like oh you've been really good here's a little treat or if you you know do all your homework you get this or you yeah. know you I mean I mm. even for us like we we're like oh you won soccer let's go to McDonald's oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah absolutely yeah. birthday like parties that. everything's revolving around you get this yeah. special treat yeah but just try and make it like a 
an apple or a, you know, that, that's sweet enough. Yeah, yeah but it doesn't even have photos. to be food, right? Like you no. can create reward and um, punishment even around other things. They don't have to be food-based. Yeah, exactly. Buy mm. them an Ushi, like, you know, one of those little plastic Probably don't. We don't know those. The? Are they big eyes? <laughs> yeah, the big. I don't yeah, know, I get them from my friend's kids things. whenever I see them in these days. I'm like, they're cute and they've got big eyes. Yeah, I like those. There you go. There you go. Give them a kiss. Oh my <laughs> god. God, that's awesome, Shan. So yeah. tell us, tell everyone um, where they can find you online, oh, oh, social, you. and about your two ebooks as well. Two, mate. It's two. No. Oh really? <laughs> Shoot. <laughs> Look, oh, I've done, yeah, I've co-written <laughs> co- friend. friend of the year goes to Jessica Cox. <laughs> um, I, yeah, look, I'm pretty amazing. <laughs> a lot of time breastfeeding, all right? <laughs> um, so I'm Mum's Bums Nutritionist. You probably see me liking and commenting on Jess's stuff. <laughs> um, and you on can Instagram. S- on Instagram. Yep. On Insta. Um, and I don't even know what I am on Facebook, like Mum's Bums. Yeah. Facebook's like crickets for me. It's not I know, it's getting there. like that, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Um, for my website, um, www.mumsbumpsnutritionist.com.au, come and see me, Skype me. Mm-hmm. Um, ebooks are on my website as well, and there's an eating for two, pardon the pun, not really eating <laughs> for two. There is a introduction to solids, which is called Bub Grub. There is a crawler cuisine to toddler tucker. They were co-written with somebody else. Whatever else have I got? Some spring cleanse. Some spring cleanse. Yeah, <laughs> some spring cleanse. Things. And a postnatal plentiful one as well. So that's for nourishing postnatally. Heaps. Heaps. They're really good resources. They're like amazing resources. Yeah. There's two really big ones though, right? Am I like, I'm trying to dig myself out Yeah, I would say the pregnancy eating for two and probably the crawler cuisine are my top picks. Yeah. Um, I'm happy to give your... Listeners a discount if you want. Yeah, for sure. For sure. This, I know. Yes, no, we'll do it there. for sure. We'll, yeah. we'll, um, yeah. We can put a discount code yeah. um, in the show notes for people to use mm. to purchase. That's a really good idea. I like it. Don't yeah. want to sound salesy. Yeah. <laughs> no I think sale. it's a good idea though because we get shit. we get so yeah. many clients and they ask me and I'm like I don't know. <laughs> now I've got actually got a resource. I'll send them go and buy Shannon's books. Yeah, yeah they are. They're yeah. awesome. I, yeah. I have seen them. They're all, yeah. like such a good resource. Definitely. Oh, you love me. I love you. <laughs> Thanks heaps, Shen. You're welcome. It's bloody awesome. I hope everyone got a little something, something out of that. Something, something. I reckon. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll definitely have you back. So if anyone has questions for Shan, let us know, or mm. other topics in relation to what we've talked about today, because mm. this is like a very broad start. Yeah. And we could probably pick anything we've talked about and go down a rabbit hole, right? Yeah. We talk for hours. Yeah, yeah definitely. As usual, if you guys have any questions or comments, you can leave them for us on social media or email us at the clinic at mm-hmm. reception at jessicacox.com.au. Um, other than that, head to iTunes and leave us a five-star rating because we're awesome. Yes. Do it. Do it. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> and share us. Um, but uh, that is it for us. You guys have a fabulous day and we are out of here. Yeah, over and out. Thanks, Shan. See ya.